This is the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast. Welcome, foodpreneurs, to episode number one of season one. Today on this very first episode, you're going to learn the five reasons why foodpreneurs don't make money so you can avoid those same mistakes. This episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford is sponsored by Inside FMCG, a daily news source for those in the business of grocery, convenience, and impulse shopping. Hi, I'm Chelsea Ford, award-winning food and drink business expert, founder of Females in Food, head coach of Foodpreneur's Formula Coaching Program, and host of this podcast to help you package food and drink foodpreneurs, land more accounts, get in more consumer baskets, and put more money in your pocket for every product you sell. Each week, I'll be bringing you useful coaching tips, specialty industry tools and resources, insider knowledge and expert interviews with know-how gleaned from over 30 years in the F&B industry, winning accounts, developing products, leading massive teams and making money for big and small brand owners. I know what works. I know what doesn't. And I'm on a mission to redress the balance of more and more women launching packaged food and drink businesses, but increasingly taking home less and less of the profits. So let's go. Last week, I spoke to a foodpreneur who makes sauerkraut and wants to make a business from it. Let's call her Amy, not her real name, but I'd like to tell you her story and maintain her anonymity. Currently, Amy sells to friends and family and a health food store. Right now, Amy doesn't want to sell into more retailers, she told me, because she doesn't know if she's charging the right amount so that both her and the retailer would make money, and so Amy doesn't try. Instead, she continues to have a small footprint and procrastinate. They're her words, not mine. Amy also told me she has never run a business before, and wants some help on how to grow and scale her sauerkraut products so they become a business that is self-supporting, pays her a great wage, and maintains its roots as a gut health solution. Amy is not alone being frightened to sell. For Amy, it's the pricing. For others, it's the selling. I get it. It's tough creating a business from a food and drink product, especially one that is profitable. There's a lot to consider and many actions to take. So how do you go about creating a business from a food and drink product that puts more money in your pocket? What should you charge? Should you build velocity or value? Is creating a brand important? And if so, what does that actually mean? What if you don't know your numbers? What number should you start to familiarize yourself with so you are confident that you're doing the right things? And what about approaching buyers in either the retail or food service channel? These and other questions I'll answer for you today in this first episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford. So get ready, take lots of notes, and follow the formulas I'm giving you. And a footnote straight up. If you're a foodpreneur who makes more than $10,000 per month, you should know most of these things and have systems in place to continuously improve them. If you don't, 
then you'll learn something new today because I'm a food and drink business systems expert. For everyone else who has not yet hit the 10K mark every month, I've got you. Start your growth journey today by listening up until the end and taking lots of notes. I'll step you through the five key reasons why foodpreneurs don't make money that I see universally across the small batch fraternity so you can avoid them and confidently confidently move from foodie to foodpreneur. I've coached hundreds of food and drink brand owners and I know what works and what doesn't. So let's begin with the one big thing that is causing more than 73% of you not to be able to pay yourselves a great wage and that's your margins. To make money with your food and drink product, you need a margin management system in place. Only then will you be able to put more money in your pocket. If Amy, my sauerkraut maker, had multiple products, say a sauerkraut and a kvass, she'd need to know the sales margin she makes on both products once she sells them to her health food store. If one wasn't making her any money to put in her pocket, that's her margin, then she'd need to rethink what to do about that. The formula for you, if you're in this position, is to look at your products like a traffic light system, one where you decide your target margins. I developed this 16 years ago when I was head of sales and managed three business units at Kellogg, and it has been in my toolkit ever since. Start by nominating your target margin. Then label the products that hit that target margin green on your product or income sheets. And any that don't make the target, label them either amber or red. The colour will depend on how you set up your margin brackets. I know I've gone in big and fast here, possibly hitting you in between the eyes. I admit it is an advanced foodpreneur formula, so I'm going to step you through this in a little more detail. The first step is to prioritize your products so you know which ones are your cash cows and which ones are your loss leaders. Once you've done this, you'll be in a great place to make decisions about what to prioritize in your business or in your product portfolio. What I mean by that is helping you know what you should focus on when there are so many things to focus on. I want you to prioritize the ones that make you more money, your cash cows. Say your target margin after you've considered the margin of all the hands that touch your product to get it into your consumer's hands is 20%. Then label those products green on your product sheet or your profit and loss statement or your sales sheet. The green is just for you. So you know they're the ones you want to sell the most of. So you need to focus on them more than the other products. Any others that don't make that grade the amber or red ones, you can either delete or improve their margin. And there's plenty of ways to improve their margins. The reason I want you to focus on your margin is because it's not profitable to just focus on selling a product if it doesn't fall in the green zone. Selling more doesn't always mean making more money. I want you to know how to do both. If you sell lots of amber and red products, you risk getting into debt just to sell more product. That, unless you have some strategic intent to create lost leaders rather than cash cows, just does not make sense. This leads me to point number two, price backwards from the start. 
If you don't start by pricing to include all intermediaries' margins, even the ones you may not use yet, such as a distributor, wholesaler or retailer, you will find it hard to include their margin later when you need one. This is something I coach on a lot and I'll share some of my resources on how to do this in the show notes to help you set or review your prices. And just to be clear, your margins need to be understood for both your wholesale price and your direct-to-consumer price. Wholesale price is, of course, when you're selling to another business who sells your product. A typical foodpreneur sells to a distributor who sells to a wholesaler or direct to a retailer scenario. All the hands that touch your product need to be paid, and that's why it's best to price backwards from the start. For Amy, she's nervous about approaching more retailers because she doesn't know her numbers and worries her wholesale pricing is wrong. If that's you too, then you now know that you must have a positive target margin and account for all intermediaries. Now, there's a nuance here between retail and food service sales, which which leads me to my third point. But first, I want to take a moment to tell you a little bit about Inside FMCG, the sponsor for this first episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford. Stay ahead of the game with Australia's leading grocery and fast-moving consumer goods information hub. Inside FMCG provides news, tips and advice to assist you to distribute your products and boost your market exposure. Visit insidefmcg.com.au today to start receiving your free daily newsletter. That's insidefmcg.com.au. Welcome back. So before the break, I gave you two of the reasons why foodpreneurs don't make money. Number one, you need to meet your target margins for every product you sell. And number two, price backwards to account for all intermediaries' margins, even before you use them. Okay, so before the break, I mentioned that there's a nuanced difference between the retail and food service sales channel when it comes to your pricing and, frankly, your costs. And that's my third point. I want you to succeed in either channel, and so I'm going to break down the biggest ticket success items you need to know for success in either channel. Firstly, if sales success in the retail channel is your goal, then you must build a brand. Most foodpreneurs vastly underestimate what that means. Most do not account for brand building costs, nor what it really means to build a brand. It is not just a pretty label or a fantastic social media feed. They are the results of a great brand strategy, but they're not your brand strategy. The bottom line is retail is a branding game. You've got to build a brand that stands out for all the right reasons. Food service, on the other hand, is a cost per serve game. What I mean by that is most of the time you're not investing in branding and consumer packaging as much as you are communicating the value your product provides. Food service buyers care about what it costs to serve your product. I could and will, as we journey together on this Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast, 
illustrate how to have an award-winning sales strategy for both the retail and the food service channels. But for this episode, I want to make one thing clear. If you're going to make it in the retail channel, you've got to have a brand that hits the right notes for the right people. Stop comparing yourself to others and find out what market what market wants to buy your product, then expand on your knowledge of them because the mistake I consistently see foodpreneurs make is the tendency to choose people like them. So get to know your market beyond those that are just like you and build your brand for them, not you. Your job is to simply move your target consumers away from pain toward pleasure or from time poor to time rich. I will go into more detail in an episode on marketing, but for today, I want you to walk away knowing you need to go deep with understanding your target market and build a brand that speaks to them. Okay, to point number four. You know how I said Amy is scared to approach new retailers because she isn't sure of her pricing, and I hit you straight up with margin management. Well, right. Now let me give you something that is going to be slightly easier to implement than my margin management traffic-like formula. This is to know a simple number in your business every week. It's your revenue, also known as your top line. Remember, I'm aiming this episode to you foodpreneurs with a monthly revenue of less than 10000 And what I know about you is Your revenue is inconsistent and your sales activity is patchy. Am I right? So when your sales activity is patchy, your revenue is normally patchy too. And what I know about sales is there's a hole in everyone's sales bucket, no matter who you are. Even Miyoko from Miyoko's Creamery or Ali from Lakako have leaky sales buckets. So you've got to be topping up your bucket faster than what leaks out of it. That's what I want you to set your revenue target. That's why I want you to set your revenue target. Do everything you can to meet and consistently measure it, whether you meet it or not, every week or every month. We do this with our Foodpreneurs Formula members. Every month, we send them the orange sheet, which is a proprietary worksheet I developed to help them do precisely what I'm telling you to do here. Set your revenue goal and measure if you made it. You've heard of that saying, where focus goes, money flows. Well, hello, that's what I'm saying. See, this business of getting stocked, sold, and putting more money in your pocket for every food and drink product you sell is beginning to look a little easier, is it not? But wait, there's one last point you've got to grasp. It's a perfect way to wrap up the five reasons why foodpreneurs don't make money. And this is one I especially love, sales and selling. According to the data that I've collected since the inception of Females in Food five and a half years ago, It shows me most foodpreneurs don't make enough money to pay themselves a great wage simply because they don't sell enough. I know you probably didn't start to develop your food and drink product because you loved selling, did you? I understand that, but that's the sticking point that virtually all foodpreneurs that come to me have. 
They do not have a sales plan or a plan to sell. And when we don't have a plan, it generally generally doesn't happen, right? So I can't stress to you enough, start today by making a sales call. Now, I know there's many steps to sales and selling. And whilst I'm not going into those on this episode, I certainly will in the future. I love sales and selling and have had an enormous success selling food and drink products, mine and others. But just to leave you with a simple way to think about sales that happens to be 100% true, your job is to provide solutions to your buyer's problems. It really is that simple. Yeah, right, Chelsea, I hear you saying. It's not simple. That's okay. Don't worry. I'll talk about that a lot more on future episodes. But for today, I will put some links in the show notes to some of my best sales frameworks for you, including how to sell when your product is the most expensive and my free masterclass, Three Steps to Double Your Revenue in the Next 12 Months. You can go to femalesinfood.com to grab that link or find it in today's show notes. Once you register for that free on-demand masterclass, we send you my workbook where I give you the three frameworks I use to scale packaged food and drink businesses. Okay, foodpreneurs, that's five reasons why foodpreneurs don't make money. So remember Amy, my sauerkraut maker, who has a lot of fear on board about approaching retailers because she doesn't know if her pricing is right and how procrastination is keeping her from putting more money in her pocket? Well, that may be you too. So let's recap the five mistakes foodpreneurs make so you can avoid them by taking the opposing action and begin to grow your packaged product so it's profitable. Mistakes, mistake foodpreneurs make number one. There isn't a margin management system in place for every product they sell. Number two, they haven't priced backwards from the start to include the costs of using intermediaries such as distributors, wholesalers, or retailers. Number three, they didn't find a market beyond those just like them before they launched. So there's not a deep understanding of a target market beyond a small pond of people. Number four, They don't have a revenue target to measure their progress against every week and every month. And lastly, mistake number five, they're not making enough sales calls to sell products to make money. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you found today's insights valuable and learned something that you will implement in your food and drink business right away. I'd like to ask you now to help me help more female foodpreneurs put more money in their pocket by giving me an honest rating. Five stars would be lovely, but that's up to you. Write a review and subscribe to this podcast on your platform of choice. The more you tell me what you like and the more momentum builds for Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford, the easier it will be for me to help women with packaged food and drink brands have more choice on how they can invest in their business, freedom to spend more time with their loved ones, and joy as they help even more people on their food journey. So thank you for taking a moment to do that. 
and see you next week for another episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford. 